welcome to They That Hope. Live from the Power and Purpose Conference. And I'm Bob. And I'm Dave. Oh, wait, I'm Father Dave. Whoops. That was so, the only, Bob, let's be honest, the only reason they cheered is because you told them to. But I had to tell them to stop cheering earlier, so I think it made up for okay, it. Okay, you're right, you're so right. There's Actually, genuine enthusiasm here in the crowd today, yep, which, yep, is, yep. which is great. Remind people where we are, Bob. Right, we are in Steubenville, Ohio. <laughs> We're uh, coming to you live from the Power and Purpose Conference, which is our first adult conference of the summer, and of course our first conference since uh, 2019. Amen. So it's great to have everybody here. Uh, we are just thrilled. There's actually, if you're not watching, there's only about eight people here, but they clap a lot, so it's really, really good. <laughs> they clap with a mighty power. You know, Bob, this is our first live podcast, and I was actually talking to somebody on staff who's pregnant, and I've asked if we could do our next live podcast when she gives birth. You know how much I love blood. Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I think that's going to be a said, solo She one. said no, but I asked her to talk to her husband, because decisions like that should not be made independently of a husband. No, right, and, and the guy always has the best sense of... What should be happening in the delivery That kind room. of thing. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, there's painful looks in the, in the uh, crowd. So it's not going to get any better, by the way, those of you that have never been to one of our podcasts uh, before. If you're like, when is it going to get funny? That was, that was kind of it's it. It's not just funny. It's just good to be here. Seriously, it is, it is great to, to see people. Actually, to see people and to see faces and to have people here at the conference, it's just really, really, really good. So it's, I've just been celebrating and rejoicing over the last uh, 24 hours. So Yeah, that's awesome. So we started this podcast back in... September. September. And obviously that was when things were still shut down and we were looking at restarting uh, the school. Uh, and the podcast is called They That Hope. Uh, our tagline is we look for humor and hope in a crazy world. And it's just an opportunity to uh, invite folks into our friendship. Father Dave and I have known each other since 1994. Something like that. Yeah, that's when you were a brother, and um, I you were had, just Bob I, Rice. I had darker, I had darker hair. Yep, I had. You had some hair. hair. You had yep. some hair. It was, it was a little bit there. You it, always go there when you have nothing else to do. It's like you always go there. It's the low hanging yeah, fruit. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what to say. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a blessing, and even just doing conferences together is, is a real joy to be here this weekend. Um, we have a great team of speakers, Chris Frank, uh, Pete Barak, uh, just, uh, uh, and uh, who, who talked this morning? Sarah Kamarzik. I don't, although I don't know if I said her name, her last name right. Well, I just, got the first name right, Sarah. Yeah, well, that's, that's the important part. Yeah, it was beautiful, actually. Yeah, yeah. that was really And I wonderful. think, can people see the talks and stuff online? Will they be posted eventually? I don't know. We'll look into that. We'll, we'll, we'll look, Bob will let you know. He'll look into that. He'll let you know. <laughs> Certainly for anybody listening, uh, there is a live stream of this, which by the time you hear this, we'll have done it, and I'm sure it was awesome. Um, you, can, uh, you can check it out. My, my sister just called me. Well, it turned off my camera. Hold on a second. See, this is what happens. I, this is what happens. We just talks amongst ourselves. Maybe it's an emergency. Yeah, I'll give you one guess who doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> when my sister. That's right. 
But your whole family listens. I actually enjoy getting emails from your mom. <laughs> She's one of the most communicative oh fans gosh. of the podcast. Yes, she is. My favorite email from her was after we, we did an episode where we talked about ordination and the, the beautiful moment when the priest like wraps, you know, like wipes the oil off his hands and gives the stole to the father. And Father Dave said, well, not everybody does that. And I was like, oh, I thought it was a thing. And he said, well, I didn't do that. Oh, the email from your yes, mom. Yes. <laughs> she was not happy to find out about that, uh, that sacred tradition that isn't happening in the Pavanka family. So much for that. Yeah. And but yeah, yeah, you do what you got to do, Bob. You do what you got to do. So here's the thing. What does like, that mean? Well, I don't know what to say. She, she writes me and she goes, I didn't know about this. It's like, thanks a lot, Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. We were, I'm thinking uh, as we were preparing for this, what a blessing actually conferences are. And in, in our own life, these, these, they provide us moments of encounter with Jesus. I spent a year with NET. Any people was with NET? Yeah, a couple of netters here in the past. That's right. Absolutely. And they call it parachute ministry. And by what they, they you kind of, you come in, you land, you do your thing, and you, and you leave from that. And some people say it's kind of in a negative way. But I don't think that's true. They, they, they have moments and conferences and weekends and days and retreats and like that where you have an opportunity. You have 48 hours to encounter the Lord. It's just really, really important. I mean, we both, we, we've been doing this for 25 years together. And we get emails all the time. I tell the story about the woman who just came up to you and, and shared about 23 years ago that she came to the conference. Have you heard about this yet? No, yeah. She, how okay. did you hear about it? I hear all. You do hear all. <laughs> Tell this story. This is just really, really cool. Yeah, it's actually, yeah, it's awesome. Um, I was standing on stage and someone came up to me and said, uh, uh, I was speaking. No, no, she said, are you Bob Rice? Why don't you tell the story? Okay. So she comes up and she says, are you Bob Rice? And, and he says, yes, I am. And she goes, your voice. I recognize your voice. Now, go on. I recognize your voice. And um, I apparently she was at a youth conference I was at 23 years ago, and I gave a talk about the beauty of chastity and, uh, you know, being a virgin until you get married. And she said that, that, you know, she was in a little bit of a rough relationship that was heading the wrong way, but that's when she decided she was going to do that. And uh, just because of what I said uh, was really the catalyst for her deciding to uh, be a virgin until she got married. Yeah, which that's is, awesome. Which is awesome. Praise that's God really, for really that. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's really fun, and I know, Father Dave, you can attest to it. Like, you know, many times we do conferences, and, and we don't think we're doing much, and in some way we're not. I mean, we're, we're up there, we're speaking. Um, but these blessed moments, these, these privileged moments that I think, like, conferences and retreats can give us, our hearts are just more open. Maybe it's a word we've already heard a number of times, but we were just deaf to. But the Lord just puts us in the right circumstance, in the right place, to really hear the Lord's word in a fresh way. I always uh, console myself as, a, as somebody that speaks at a lot of conferences. Uh, in the, letter, the first letter of Peter, Peter says that I'm here to stir you up with reminders. And that's what I think when I give talks and do ministry. Like it'd be great if I could give somebody new information, but I'm actually not so into it. I don't know if there's a lot more new information except exactly. Jesus loves yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you know, but being stirred up for a reminder and experiencing that in a deeper and more profound way. I, I think that's the real grace of, of moments like this. And I think that, that honestly, I'm biased, but I think Franciscan University, there's a grace here is, mm -hmm. is that this is holy ground and the people come here. And I think part of it is that they come here with the expectation. They've, they've heard stories, they've encountered the Lord themselves. So when they come here, there's their heart is ready for that and ready to be able to encounter the Lord. And that's a blessing that the conference is. But I'll reiterate what you said is I always joke that 90% of what I do as a priest is tell people things they already know, right? But, but in that, there's something about hearing it that 
Maybe it's not the 10th time. Maybe it's the 100th time that it clicks. It says, oh, my gosh, I, I really am loved. And, and when that encounters the heart, I think God does really amazing things. Yeah. Hey, this is a good transition into our Franciscan promo. Of course, this podcast is brought to you by Franciscan University of Steubenville. Geico saved $5 <laughs> in 15 minutes. That's not it at all. You don't watch TV. You just put in Dave and Bob. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Just put Dave and Bob into everything. Eventually, someone's going to figure that out. Um, so we want to invite you, all listeners, and even if you're here, hey, you know what? Two months from now, we're going to do another really great conference, uh, Applied Biblical Studies and Defending the Faith. The Applied Biblical Studies Conference makes Scripture come alive and is immediately followed by the ever-popular Defending the Faith Conference, which equips you to live your faith in everyday life. A few of the speakers this year, and there's always a lot of speakers, are Matt Frad from Australia. No, lives in Steubenville, Ohio now. Well, now he lives in Ohio, but he, he fakes an Australian accent, actually. Uh, Dr. Scott and Kimberly Hahn, I don't know who they are. They must be coming in from out of town. Uh, Patrick Madrid, Lisa Brinkenmeyer... Father Dave Missioni? Okay. Well, I don't know. Aren't you? Don't I didn't know, know there was another Father Dave. <laughs> wow. And even myself and my co-host. Is that you? Oh, I'm supposed to be reading this. <laughs> no, no. It says uh, Bob Rice. All right. But Are this you... is great that Marcom thinks that you're my co-host. <laughs> uh, you'll also take uh, in the deep peace you also take in the deep peace of our Franciscan University campus, daily mass, confession, Eucharistic adoration, and great fellowship. Get all the information about the Applied Biblical Studies and Defending the Faith conferences at steubenvilleconferences.com. That's steubenvilleconferences.com. So we were talking about conferences, and we all have stories of people whose lives were profoundly changed through the conferences. It's, it's always moving for me to come back and meet somebody, and they literally say 20 years ago, and I tell the priests, whenever the priests are present, uh, particularly with the youth conferences, I tell them that they are going to, you know, 25 years from now, there's going to be a kid, and he's going to be talking to somebody, and he's going to say, let me tell you about the weekend that changed my life. And he's going to talk about their confession or the night in adoration. And I think that we ought not take that for granted. Literally, and it's, it's what we get to do all the time, but there are people who will look back at this weekend 25 years from now and say, let me tell you about what changed my life. So it's a great blessing to be able to be a part of that. Amen? Amen. But there are also times that happen at the conferences that are um, kind of an interesting thing. So we were talking about, we're <laughs> going to tell a few stories about uh, conferences. So I think we'll let Bob talk. We were at, uh, it was 1995. Okay. Was that the one with the, when you came on the horse? Uh, that was 1998. Yeah, that was 1995. Okay. Right. So the plan was, I forget, it was some, some theme about Western. And, it was the know, Great was Adventure. The great you guys adventure. remember that Stephen Curtis Chapman song? This is the Great Adventure. Well, the nobody beginning does. Is Absolutely nobody horse. said no. No, okay, no, right. no. There's two stop of you. It. All right, both of you. There are right. many nodding heads. There were not many. There were two. There were a couple nodding heads. Okay. All right, so yeah, a Western theme. All right, so the big thing is we've got 3,000 kids in a tent, and everybody's excited, so we thought it would be great if Bob would come in. Yeah, on a horse. On a horse. Yeah. This would be the great ending. Sunday morning, great finale, Bob. Yeah! Comes right in. <laughs> right. Right. Me and uh, Patrick Coffin, actually. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, the yeah. two of us were, were here at the time. And this is when we had conferences where the friary is now. We had it in a big, we had it in a big tent on the hill. And uh, growing up, I was involved in a ministry called Young Life. I don't know if any of you are familiar with Young Life. They have a camp out in Colorado, and they would just, like, ride a horse, like, right into the dining hall. And everybody's and, like, just fire going a nuts shotgun, and cheering. You know, and, and like, yeah, winning. I mean, it was, like, this amazing world. thing. Now, foolishly, I thought, well, I can do that. You know, like, I'm, I'm a youth minister. 
Like clearly, it's just in in the blood. I don't ride horses, by the way. That's the best. Did, did anyone here did think anything? Bob Rice rode horses? <laughs> right. No heads are nodding. So I'm, going. I'm on, not Bob. what's called outdoorsy. So. Um, the air conditioning being on is outdoorsy. For yeah, Bob. no, that is actually. So the fr the first trick was I had to find a gun and I had to find a horse. Those are the two missing elements in my show up on a horse and shoot a gun plan. <laughs> so I um I, I was a new youth minister here and uh, I originally was from uh, spent time in Chicago and time in Florida. So I wasn't used to the Ohio Valley. Uh, I wasn't used to. Um, like hunters and stuff. Like I just, I like gun culture just wasn't a part of my life, but like all the kids in my youth group, Oh my gosh, you're here. This is perfect. The Nelsons are here. Okay. It was his gun. Wait, oh, this good, is a good, great good. story. Good. This is a great gun. story. So, um, I, um, so anyway, I'm asking the kids like, you know, do you have a gun? And they're like, yeah, Oh yeah, I've got a gun. And then I'm like, cool. Could I borrow it? And then they'd get like really quiet. So it's like, it's like borrowing a man's underwear. Well, actually, you know, it's interesting. Finally, I talked to Moses Nelson and I asked Moses about it. And I said, um, cause Moses was a teen at the time. And I'm like, do you have a gun? He's like, yeah. I'm like, can I borrow it? And he's like, uh, and I said, okay, Moses, is it like bad etiquette to ask to borrow a person's gun? And I'll never forget what he said. He looked at me and said, well, Bob, asking to borrow a man's gun, it's kind of like asking to borrow their chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, well, okay, I guess <laughs> there goes my Halloween theme. Um, so, uh, but eventually said, I think my dad has a handgun. And so uh, I, I got called into the office because they, they dropped the handgun off. And it was like a, it was like a nickel plated Magnum 44. It was just something like it was bigger than my hands. Like somebody said, the blanks are going to kill somebody. So then we decided, you know, and, I've, and also, by the way, I've never shot a gun in my life. So. Somebody made the wise call. Maybe you should just like have a fake gun and we can do sound effects. I'm like, okay, great. So that was settled. Now let's work on the horse. So there was a, I think there still is a place called Faith Ranch nearby, which is like a cool ministry and people can ride horses and stuff like that. So they said that we could use their horses. And I was like, wonderful. So uh, they bring the horse and they try to like bring it kind of down by the side where nobody can see it because we wanted to be a big surprise as we just come in you know, and music's playing and gunshots going off and we're just going to ride into the tent and it's going to be this great thing with settle up your horses, you know, on, in the background. It's going to be epic. Anyway, epic. so we, uh, I'm talking to the uh, horse wrangler, I guess that's what he was called. And, as he, and I'm getting on the horse and he says to me, now there's not going to be a lot of noise, is there? <laughs> I said, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot there's of 4, noise. Yeah, there's teenagers. like thousands of teenagers. And he just goes, and he looks at me with big eyes and he's like, oh no, these horses spook real easy. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? I'm going to die. And I just had this image of like riding this like bucking bronco, like kicking kids in the head, you know, and just blood everywhere. So what my, did you say? Blood? Blood. Blood. I, I, blood doesn't bother me. It's what, how you get the blood out, but we're not going to talk about that. Oh yes, we are. Oh yeah, we are because I've got a mob of angry people, but let's, let's wait. Let's wait to the appropriate moment for that one. So long story short, what Amen. turned into music playing, guns blaring, horse, you know, riding in triumphantly became the host saying, we need everybody to be very, very quiet <laughs> and very, very still. And I was slowly <laughs> walked in on a horse. I dismounted the horse and we told everyone to be quiet. And then they slowly <laughs> walked the horse out of the tent. And still, years later, people were like, I remember when you rode the horse in the tent. It was awesome. I'm like, really? That was like Easy to a very disappointing. Yeah. Easy to please. Well, it was a horse. So one of my favorite stories about it, it again, happened at a youth conference, and we were in St. Louis. 
So um, one of the great blessings of the conference actually take place on Saturday night. It's what we'll do this evening. And it's that people ask me often, what's the secret sauce of the conferences at Stoneville? And I said, there's no secret about it. It's just put people in front of Jesus. And, and he does really, really amazing things when we can kind of get away the barriers. So uh, every, every time at the conferences, we have adoration in the evening. And we give this set of announcements before Mass. And then it kind of goes out throughout the entire weekend. So we had a bishop visiting, and I said, Bishop, here's the announcements that we're going to have to give because we're in a field house at the time. I said, we invite the people to remain standing during uh, the Eucharistic consecration uh, and then to put their hands across their chest if they're not Catholic and not able to receive communion. They can receive a blessing. So I said, would you like to give this announcement or do you want me to do it? He said, why don't you go ahead and do it? I said, fine, I'll do it. Well, it comes time for the announcement, and I'm not in near a microphone, so I say to somebody on the staff, I said, okay, here's the announcement you need to give. Um, go ahead and remain standing during the consecration, and if you're not Catholic, when you come to communion, just cover your chest and you receive a blessing. Fine. So this is the announcement that came out as the kids were beginning to kneel down for the uh, consecration. P person comes to the microphone, they say, excuse me, we have an announcement. As the kids are kneeling down, if you are not Catholic, we're going to ask that you please remain standing <laughs> and cross your chest so that we know who's not Catholic. I, to this day, can close my eyes and see this little 13-year-old kid in a red t-shirt. He's beginning to kneel down, and then he stands up. <laughs> like, all of the Catholic kids around are just looking at I'm sure, I'm seriously, I pray for that kid today because I'm sure he went home and goes, you never believe what they made me do. They made me stand the whole time because I wasn't Catholic. So this is what we get to do with youth conferences. That's right. It, it wasn't the uh, spirit of ecumenism that was uh, the Second Vatican Council. But it wasn't as great as, we used to let us young people share testimonies and witnesses. And it's actually really, really beautiful when, when they're able to kind of share what God has done in their life. But we, we don't do that very often anymore because when you give a 14-year-old a microphone, you never know what's going to happen. It's bad. So this one person, it was, again, it was Saturday night and adoration was, which is, again, I, I look forward to it this evening, especially given all that's taken place last year. But her, uh, this young person's grandmother had passed away. And there was just that evening, it was just this closeness that she realized that her grandma was praying for her in this family. So she said, could I share the story about my grandma? I said, sure. But what she ended up doing is getting up there and saying, my grandma died. And then she got kind of passionate. She said, my grandma died for you. My grandma gave her life for every one of you. And the kids are like, oh. I just gave my life to Jesus. Yeah. Do I have to give my life to this kid's yeah, grandmother to grandma. too? So yeah. these, are all, these are all part of our stories. One of my uh, one of my favorite moments of a conference was um, we you know we just like we did last night we often have a moment where we invite people to stand and and give their life uh, you know give their life to Christ and we do this quite a bit and uh, the host let's just let's just call him Jim that's because that was his name because that's his name <laughs> um, Jim had this idea that you know it's wonderful that we have those that have never stood up in their life before. Um, but what about the kids that, you know, have been following the Lord? And so, like, after the, you know, the kids that never gave their life before stood up for the first time, you know, Jim, you know, got a mic, and he's very passionate, and he's just saying, you know what I want to do? I want to have another altar call, and this is for you kids. These are for you kids that you, uh, you've been walking the walk. You are faithful. If you, if you have been keeping faithful in your walk with Jesus Christ, stand up. So like tons of kids stood up and there's cheering and he's now he's getting more excited. That's right. You're not getting drunk on Saturdays. You're not looking at porn. You're not sleeping with your girlfriend. One by one, kids start <laughs> sitting down. 
They're like, yeah. Oh, the poor, oh gosh. You know? And he's not even like aware of it. And he's like, Jim, stop it, stop. You know, by the end, there's like five kids standing. Like he just went through everything you could do. And uh, we didn't do that again. We learned. We learn. We learn. We learn. We learn things. But you know, as, as I was praying about it, I was thinking about Matthew 5. I mean, Jesus, Jesus gathers. If, who's been to Israel? If, if you go to Israel, you've got to go to the sea. I always watch. I've been there. I've been able to be there a couple of times. And scripture says early in the morning as Jesus was walking along the sea. So there's all these debates about where, what happened, where, and all that. Is the, sea the, of, the Sea of Galilee? The Sea of Galilee is the yep. Sea of Galilee. And it's just to be able to sit there and watch the sunrise in the morning, early in the morning. But I was just thinking about, again, this, this idea of us coming together, of Matthew 5, which is Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. I mean, people probably heard, it's like, oh, that guy, that preacher, that, that rabbi guy, that Jesus was. And they gather together. There's something about that. There's something about us coming together mm-hmm. to be able to listen and to be able to encounter. And, and I think particularly given all that we've gone through this year, to be able to do this together. I mean, online has produced some, some benefits. I mean, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't. Not that that's a benefit, but. <laughs> yeah, don't diss the online. Every, everybody listening online is like, gosh, thanks. Yeah. But this coming together as a body, that's really, really important. So, the, I mean, Jesus did this and we continue to gather together. Well, I'm glad we have the both and. I mean, uh-huh. I, I think, you know, in so many ways, for the church especially, like figuring out technology probably should have happened about 20 years ago. And the fact that uh, many of these situations really forced us to step forward and find new ways of reaching out to people. And like even little things, like for example, at my parish, we were one of the only parishes in Steubenville that started, that was able to broadcast our liturgies. And didn't realize all of our home homebound, our shut-ins are so blessed by that. So we're still doing it mm-hmm. because there's still a body of people that really are, are blessed by that. And I don't think it's that we ever thought we don't care about them, but I think we had this idea that, oh, it's just going to be so much effort. It's insurmountable. There's no way we could do that. You know, it, it's, it's just too bad. And we just kind of let things go. And then you realized, oh, actually we, we can do that. And so that's kind of, you know, I, I feel a similar way teaching at Franciscan mm-hmm. it really pushed us into a more aggressive and innovative online uh, technologies and online education. And one of the cool things I love about, you know, our, our mission here at Franciscan is we started doing online classes and we got this body of online students, but we realized like we don't have any quote unquote student life for these students. Like what makes Franciscan Franciscan? It's obviously the content in the classes, but it's also the spirituality. So we just hired somebody to do that full time. And I'm, I'm confident we're probably one of the only, you know, schools that have an online presence that actually have somebody trying to help the spiritual life of those online students. And I, I think all of those things are, are gifts, you know. And again, going forward, it's so good to have everybody here. And it's also so fun that we can live stream it and, and reach even more people. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Great. Hey, I got a little plug, and then we're going to go to questions from the audience. Um, we, uh, if, if you're new to the podcast, we just get emails of people that they want to promote things. And, oh, I thought this was me, do it. people being mean to me again. No, that's not a promo. That's just life. Okay. So uh, Seriously, I didn't realize how, how many people were going to sigh. If, if you didn't listen to the podcast, Bob doesn't like needles. And I just pointed that out that I'd given blood. And like you yeah, didn't, think, that's all that you didn't think I'd drowned a kitten. I mean, good <laughs> Lord. These uh, people know differently. Yeah. All right, let me do the plug. Hey, there's a really great book that we want to encourage, um, who is from the uh, one of our alums. Uh, her name is Ruthie Greenhalgh. Greenhalgh? 
Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, her name is Ruthie, and she wrote a really wonderful book, uh, a Marian consecration book, that talks about different saints and this, the devotion that that saint had to Mary. And so you learn a lot of different ways of being devoted to Mary. It's called Mary and the Saints. And you can find the book at maryandthesaints.com and promo code... Dave and Bob gets you 20% get off. Your nickel off. That's right. I don't know how much it costs. Um, but maryandthesaints.com. Uh, it looks like a really great book. And uh, Does anyone actually use the promo code? Well, for this, we haven't any, done any it just yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we, I've, I've gotten it because we, we have a promo code for uh, Catholic Beard Balm. Uh, we have a promo. Yeah, I know, right? You're going to need that. Um, Seriously. We have a promo code for Monk Manual. Uh, which is like a daily planner. We have a number of them, and I, I'm told they get used, That's which great. is great. Last week we uh, had strongestmanIKnow.com. That's a, a book for dads to read to their sons about the strength of prayer and all of those things. Dave and Bob, just anything that's Catholic, just try to type in Dave and Bob, <laughs> and then and then if it doesn't work, just email them. My Dave and Bob promo code is not working, and just see maybe they'll do like something Omaha for you. Omaha Steaks, Dave and Bob. Oh, that would be great. I love Omaha Steaks. Great. Yeah. Do we have any questions? Yeah, actually, we just wanted to open up uh, the floor, and this is the awkward moment where please somebody, please somebody say something, um, where we just wanted to take any questions, whether it be about an episode, about life, um, life, life. dating advice. Father Dave's great with that. <laughs> but if you'd like to, go to the stand up and go to the mic, and we'll edit out this dead space and make it seem like people rushed to the microphone. All right, thank you. Oh. No, he's going to the bathroom. Darn it. <laughs> I was so excited. He was getting up. Is he going to the mic or is he going to the bathroom? I don't know. Is he going to go right or left? He's, oh, there he he's goes. sauntering. Oh, wait, he's coming. He's coming around. Oh, all right, yeah. Um, I was just curious what you guys' is first experience with the Holy Spirit was and what made you want to devote your life to faith and helping people understand that. Oh, amen. That's a great question. And what's your name? My name's Gabe. And where are you from, Gabe? Golden, Colorado. Yeah, Very baby. cool. Nice. Thank you, Gabe. That's a great question. Our first experience with the Holy Spirit. Well, Gabe, first off, uh, Gabe has, has not listened to the podcast. So uh, I'm from Colorado. So yeah, Durango. Yeah. yeah so we'll have, we do you know one. where Durango is? Yeah, I've been there. Oh, See okay. That? What do you mean? Do you know where Durango is? I, I was just curious. It's like, it's like, it's like does everybody know where Durango? Does everybody? It's like, is it some? If you're from Colorado, absolutely. It's like lending somebody a chainsaw. I tell you. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So that's a great question. I mean, I, I'm going to say two things. One, um, objectively, when we're baptized. So I don't actually remember my baptism. My hair went really well. I do know that I was baptized on uh, St. Valentine's Day. But uh, I think it was probably, I was about five years old. My family had gone on a family retreat. We're in El Paso. And uh, yeah, we, it, was, it was in the evening. It was late at night. Uh, we were, had this huge campfire. And as any five-year-old kid loves campfires and just standing next to the fire and, and watching the embers kind of go up. And again, and I can remember this like it was yesterday. Little kid watching the embers go up into the stars and, and seeing them get lost in the stars. And, this, and at that moment, knowing full well that God was real. And in, in, in this immensity of the stars, it's, if you get, well, you know, you go out in the mountains in Colorado, you look at the stars, it's just immense, that, um, that, that God was real and that I mattered to him. I remember as a five-year-old kid sensing and feeling that God was looking at me, that I was personal to him, that I mattered to him. 
And that, I mean, that stuck with me. That's not to say that I've never made mistakes or anything like that. But from that moment on, I knew that I mattered to the Lord. I knew that he was real. I knew that he had his hand on my life. So that was, is a little kid, but then other experiences. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I would say for me, I've always, um, I've always just been really blessed you know, my, my family was uh, very religious, um, you know, especially my, my Nana. And I can't remember a time not loving God and just feeling God's presence. I always had a cross over my bed. I prayed every night. Um, my faith really became alive when I was in high school and just heard a, a beautiful, profound message of, you know, making Jesus personal in your life. And I would say certainly the Holy Spirit— um, you know, the Holy Spirit, you know, is always a part of that because you can't say Jesus is Lord without the power of the Holy Spirit. It wasn't really, though, until I came on campus here. Uh, I was hired in ni- summer 1994. I don't know if you were at that conference. I think I met you in the fall. And um, to speak at a Steubenville Youth Conference. And it was the first time they were going to have two youth conferences back to back. So this is just as the conferences are going to start, going to start booming. And I had never been to Steubenville. I was just uh, at the time I was in Orlando, I was working in an improv comedy club and I was volunteering at a local Catholic uh, youth ministry. So somebody saw me do that and said, hey, you should come up to Steubenville and do that. So I'd never been in anything charismatic in my life, like just, you know, the music and the, the praise and the speaking in tongues and people being slain in the spirit. Today they're rest in the spirit. I guess that's more politically correct, but I like slaying people in the spirit. Um, and it was a bit overwhelming and, and kind of scary, to be honest. My first reaction was, I don't want that. <laughs> you know, like, that's just a little bit nuts. Um, but it was more of that weekend, you know, kind of getting beyond some of the physical stuff and, and just hearing a message of the Holy Spirit being a person, a person who loved me, you know, not just a, a flame or a dove or a flaming dove. Perfect. And starting to, just starting to, in my prayer life, just starting to talk to the Holy Spirit and having a greater awareness of the Holy Spirit. And for me, it was a very gentle, it was a very gentle movement, you know, and, and a recognition also of how the Holy Spirit had always been in my life. I just didn't have a name to put to it, and I didn't have an affection, you know, affection to show the Spirit. And mm-hmm. yeah, once that occurred, I mean, it really was a, a, just a life changer. In fact, that was the weekend as I was open to the Holy Spirit, I heard, uh, you know, the, the voice in my heart drop everything and move to Steubenville, which was not my plan. This was just going to be a speaking gig. I was going to do it, and I was going to go back to Orlando. But it was a clear, you need to drop everything and move here. And I did. I, I took classes here. That's when I met Father Dave. I met my wife, um, did ministry here, and then about, stayed involved in the conferences. Yeah. And, and the other is that, and, and I think it's important, Gabe, is it's not just once. You know, yeah. the, the Spirit continues to animate our life. And that's really what I, I talk about a lot is that the Spirit wants to be able to animate every aspect of our life. So we have these initial encounters and they often happen at things like this, at conferences and workshops, but then the Spirit wants to continue to animate us. Amen. Yeah, Th- cool. Thank you, cool. Gabe. Thanks, Good. I got one more. Yeah. yeah, please. I know that you're from Durango. Yeah. And the Vegas Bridge. Yeah, of course. I've jumped off that. Yeah. What's that? Wait, talking, no, I, talking in the mic. Talking in the mic. No, I, did you do a flip? No, I didn't do a flip. Did you? <laughs> Actually, you know what we're talking about? My guess is a lot of you would know what we're talking about. There's this place called Baker's Bridge in Durango, Colorado. Yeah, everybody knows what we're talking Time about. Time out. Who here has seen the movie um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? That, where they jump off the cliff, that's Baker's Bridge right not, there. Not as many people as you thought would Shush, answer to that. <laughs> Thanks, Gabe. You and I later. You're Thanks, Gabe. Let's give it up for Gabe, everybody. All right. Nathan Fu, everybody. Hey, Nathan. Hello. 
had a quick question. Okay. What are some, if any, difficulties you've had in setting up the podcast and putting it together? Some or any difficulties yeah, it, we've had putting it together? Yeah, we've been very grateful that we've had people um, like our marketing and communications folk um, did, did a lot of the work, you know, in terms of some of the logistics of it. I would say that one of the biggest, you know, once we kind of got like the right equipment, because that's part of like podcasting, right? Um, putting in the time, like just making it a regular thing. So I do this with Father Dave, and then I have a podcast every other week called Speaking with Deacons, where I interview uh, people who are deacons and just because I'm on my own path to becoming a deacon. And um, yeah, the scheduling and it just, just the continuity of it. And I've been actually really impressed, you know, when we started... I knew Father Dave was committed to it, but it was when he flew to Iran and he was like, okay, we got to figure out, or Iraq. I was going to say, let's Thanks. get that one right. Yeah. Yes, let's get that one right. <laughs> but when he flew to Iraq and he was trying to figure out, okay, so when can we do it while I'm in Iraq? I'm like, all right, we're going to keep doing this every week because if we can do it while you're in Iraq, we can do it uh, anytime. So I, I would say that just a lot of persistence and commitment. And maybe and, the last and, thing. And, oh, well, for those who listen to the show, knowing that I don't always have apparently the right microphone that my, uh, that, um, <laughs> that Bob makes fun of me. I bought this microphone. It was on sale for like 40 bucks. And Bob says, you get what you pay for. It so. was really well rated. <laughs> <laughs> no. So just some of the logistics of it and finding the time. Like last week we tried to do it while I was home and it just didn't work for the internet. So yeah. Yeah. And I would say maybe the last thing is, um, and I, as we decided to do a podcast, I started to like, cause I'm a doctor. So I read stuff. I, I read about podcasts and one of the things that it communicated uh, that we needed to do, and we always try to do this, is have a message that you stick to. Because it's really easy, particularly if you're doing it with somebody else, to just kind of ramble on. And so just the name, They That Hope, Seeking Humor and Hope in a Crazy World. We always ask each other in the beginning, you know, as we're talking about ideas, like, what's, what's hopeful about this? Like, other than us thinking this is interesting, like what is the listener going to get out of it? And, and though it is a fun conversation with us, we're always trying to imagine three people in the conversation that you guys who are listening are a part of it. Cause there's something kind of beautiful about a podcast. You know, most people listen to it with their headphones on, you know, and you're just like, you're just right in the ear of somebody. That's, that's a gift to be allowed to, to have that kind of access you know, to other people's lives. And so I guess that's really just a big thing of being mindful of what are you trying to say and who are you saying it to? And as long as you're on that, I think those are our best podcasts. I think our worst ones are kind of when we tangent and we're like, oh, wait, is somebody listening to us? You yeah. know, so. But, but, and then the other is just that, is that, and it's the reason we started is there's just so much divisiveness and frustration and fear and anxiety right now. So if, if just for a moment, somebody can have just kind of a gap and break away from that and encounter the Lord, in whatever way it's always i'm always touched that actually people do write back emails and, yeah. and share with what god is doing and, and how what we're doing is is touching people's lives so that's always a, a great blessing yeah. yeah thank you nathan awesome do it yeah come on up this is a question from father dave mm -hmm. now that you've been here for a couple of years uh -huh. how do you feel about how do you feel about um being the president yeah, what do I feel about being the president of Franciscan University? Um, well, I'm looking forward to a year without a pandemic would be a good start. Um, no, I, I absolutely, this, the university, I'm a graduate of the university. I worked here for a number of years. It's when I think of what's been most transformative in my life, it would be my mom and dad, my family, Net, and then Franciscan University and the Friars. 
So to be able to be back and to be a part of the university is just a great blessing. I'm always, people ask me like, what's the best part of the university? And it's always, it's always, it's you, it's, it's the conference participants, it's the students to be able to be a part, settle down, you guys. The students <laughs> are like, yeah, that's right. It's all about us. <laughs> um, but, but they're right. I mean, and that's really, uh, that's, that's really what I love most is just to be able to be with the kids and, and sh they share their life with me and I share the life with him and, 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 you know, to be able to do it with a brother like Bob that he and I've been walking together in the Lord for th almost 30 years. So to be able to be back, to give some kind of vision, um, I always tell the students when I'm traveling, I'm trying to get them support, uh, because they're just, we really have the most amazing, wonderful students in, in anywhere in the world. And Amen. I know that I'm biased, but I think that's actually fundamentally true. So I know, raise your hand if you've got kids that have go to Steubenville. I know that there's some. Or if you've been to Steubenville. Yeah, or if you're a graduate. Yeah, I mean, so. School-wise, you're all in here, so you failed that test. <laughs> you've all been to Steubenville. You're sitting in it right now. So I'm, it's it's a blessing to be back as a president. It's also humbling. I mean, this this is a, a pretty amazing place. So I just, I, I always ask people to pray that I would, have a discerning heart that I can know what it is the Lord wants us to do. I don't want to, and Bob probably gets tired of me hearing it, but I always say that I don't want God just to bless what we're doing. I want to do what God wants. So it's, it's try to figure out what is his heart, what is his desire, and then that's what we're going to go with. So like the whole step in faith, when, when this first started talking about this, this is, I said, this is a horrible idea. I mean, who just gives tuition free? And the more I prayed about it, it's like, oh Lord, I think this is what you actually want us to do. And then just seeing the blessing and the grace that came about from that is, and that's what that's what I try to do is is as the president is that it's not a single event that we do once, but the university wants to operate in faith. And and I think when people see that, they're inspired by that. When they see individuals who are living a life of faith, there's something about that that's attractive that says, Okay, I want to be a part of that. So for me to be able to be a part of what's going on here is pretty cool. Yep. I um you know, both you and I were here uh when Father Mike Scanlon was the president mm -hmm. and he was always so focused on proclaiming the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And really all of the graces that have come at this university is when we proclaim Jesus as Lord, the Lord blesses it, you know, mm -hmm. and, and if we keep our eyes off that, then we start, you know, falling off that vision. Mm -hmm. But the Lord is, uh, the Lord is faithful. I mean, Steubenville, Ohio, like what's up with that? You know, like why, why here? And even, uh, you know, as, as a part of the faculty and staff and, you know, we're, we're not, perfect. We're sinners. We're selfish. We get caught up in our own things. I mean, we have not earned one piece of grace that the Lord has given to this place, uh, but the Lord has been faithful. He's been faithful to the ministry, the spirit being present here through the conferences, through the students, through the faculty, through the administration, um, you know, not without challenges and trials to be sure, but always always proving that this is his will and what's happening here is mm -hmm. his will. And even this podcast and you all being here at this mm, conference. Don't blame it on him. Yeah, do exactly. not blame <laughs> that on him. This is all us. Amen. So uh, we are just so grateful for you being here and being a part of our first live podcast. Give yourselves a round of applause. And for those of you listening, come to a conference sometime and send us an email at hope at franciscan.edu. That's hope at franciscan.edu. God bless. God bless everybody.